Sorry to disappoint you So what was your expectation? Nah, I'm just an everyday dude Oh, you expected perfection? This is what Christianity is supposed to be like I make mistakes Like, lots of mistakes I'm just trying to do the best that I can do I guess I'm just imperfectly human Welcome to the Imperfectly Human Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Daly, and uh, I want to apologise. I was away last week, um, not because I was away, away in the sense of like I went somewhere. Um, I just needed a break, um, so I decided to take a break. No Imperfectly Human, no daily perspective, um, and sometimes... You've just got to listen to your body. You've got to listen to um, what's going on. You've just got to, you know, have a feel for what's going on around you. And that's what it was last week. I just didn't have the energy. It would have been... um, It would have been just... I don't want to say irresponsible, but it would have just been... You wouldn't have got... You wouldn't have got what you should have got from me Is probably the best way to say it So I'm back I'm back this week um, And I keep bumping into the table uh, Apologies So you you might hear a bit of knocking sounds Or whatever, my bad um, But yeah I'm back And this week I want to talk to you about Keeping, not keeping the same energy, we've done that one. Um, Keeping your eye on the prize. Success is the best revenge. But before we get into that, I want to thank everyone for tuning in. Uh, Welcome, as I said, welcome back to season two of the Imperfectly Human, Impossibly Human, Imperfectly Human podcast. Um, If you followed season one, that was a journey, kind of like a therapy journey, really, between myself and Dr. Terence Johnson and then uh, season two is following and documenting my journey as an entrepreneur a Christian entrepreneur at that um, I just want to share what I go through what goes through my mind some of the things that I think about some of the things that inspire me and I guess this week is one of those journey those ones about things that and journeys that inspire me um, for those of you that don't know me I am the principal consultant of Yellow 8 Design and Yellow 8 Design Agents is a Yellow 8 is a design agency that um, creates functional designs for businesses. We uh, focus on creating amazing, effective, efficient user journeys, um, functional webs, functional web designs. So it's not about the graphic elements we we do have partners that work with us on that but we are more about the journey or through the customer experience for for the website how should it function what is the what does that functional design look like when you click buttons what should happen um how do we make it most effective and efficient um we also deliver analytics digital marketing so we get basically we get you noticed by the people that you want to be noticed by so that's what yellow weight does um also you will know me as the founder of the daily perspective network 
which is the platform that brings you the Imperfectly Human podcast and also the Daily Perspective podcast. Um, I've made a change recently. I've stopped the videos on YouTube um, because it just wasn't efficient use of my use of my time. The the, the platform was not um, where my listeners were or so I, the viewer the viewership and I'm being very transparent here um you know the viewership was just not there for me on um on YouTube so it was a lot of effort to continue to produce those videos and to continue to generate that content um when there was absolutely no viewership so I focused on continue to bring you the content here on the podcast because that's where my listeners are. Uh, so I appreciate that. Uh, for those of you that are listening in on, Pan- um, I want to say Pandora, uh, but listening in on Audible, listening in on TuneIn, Transistor, Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Cast iHeartRadio, wherever you are listening in from, I appreciate you. I appreciate you tuning in. I look at the numbers and I am blown away by the fact that, you know, people enjoy and listen to this content. So thank you very much. Thank you for continuing to support. Um, so what's this, this? Success is the best revenge. That's what we're talking about. And what do I mean by success is the best revenge? Well, for me, it's about keeping your eye on the prize. As an entrepreneur, you have a vision. As an entrepreneur, you have a dream. As an entrepreneur, you have an idea. Now, part of our responsibilities as entrepreneurs is to get people to buy into our ideas. And for some entrepreneurs, they, their ideas are so big, they require funding. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, if you can get investors, if you can, can get financial backing, of course, it's a great thing because it makes life a lot easier, especially when you have such big dreams. Um, for some entrepreneurs, we're able to do what we need to do. Um, some of us start our dreams and, uh, and our journeys as side hustles. Um, some go all in, especially when they don't have any other uh, responsibilities that would limit their ability to just go all in and take that massive plunge. Um, it's all about your level of risk. It's all about how you mitigate that risk, especially, as I say, when you have resp- responsibilities such as children, um, uh, a family to support, etc. Um, you have to measure the risk. You have to take a calculated risk and you have to have mitigating actions in place um, to counteract those risks um so depending on what your situation is you may need investors you may not um but ultimately you will need irrespective of what your journey is irrespective of the path that you take you will need support from people you will need help and sometimes you will need to sell your idea to people so that they they can buy into what your vision and buy into what you're trying to achieve and so that they can pour into you and offer you the right type of help. 
Now, sometimes, sometimes the help may be premature. Sometimes people reach out to um, people that can help and support them prematurely. So their, their business or the idea is not mature enough. And therefore, that is the reason why the relationship doesn't work as it should. That's it, That comes from experience. That comes from um just learning about where you are in your journey and being able to articulate that. And when you learn to articulate that properly, the individual you're approaching will know whether you are mature enough for them to step in and help or or not. Um, that is not that's not a sign that your business is bad or your idea is bad. Sometimes it's about timing and and uh, a lot of entrepreneurs try to run before they can even walk. So um, then you have the other side. You have the need for investment. You have the need, you, you need money and you need to pitch your idea to investors. You need to sell. Um, you need to sell your idea to someone that has the capital to inject into your business and to help you go to that next level. And you go ahead and you believe you've delivered the best pitch of your life. You've prepared like crazy. You've, rev- you've created an extraordinary pitch deck. You've rehearsed your pitch over and over again. You've um, taken the product and you've um, done demonstrations to your family and to friends and to colleagues and people that you know just to show them like, hey, this is what I'm going to go and pitch. This is my pitch. How can I refine it? What can I do? And you go, you um, you deliver the pitch, you have the energy, you have everything and you come back out and there is no investment and it falls, the, the whole thing just feels like, Ugh, what was that for? And you go and you do it again and you go and you do it again. And you go and you do it again and you pitch to multiple, multiple people and you don't get any investment. Now, naturally, people will say that's because you have a bad idea. And in some cases, that that may be true. Um, but I would say if, if that is the case, those sessions should never end with you just leaving with no investment they should end with you leaving with advice they should end with you leaving with why uh, with an understanding of why people think that your product isn't quite right or whether that the gap in the market that you thought existed doesn't exist so you walk away with information that allows you to go and refine your idea or to um, you know improve your product whatever it is so I don't ever see anything as a wasted opportunity. I don't believe anything uh, is. If you if you go in and you give something your all, it's not wasted. The, um, it's about knowing what to ask after that meeting ends. It's about knowing how to get feedback. I think people are afraid. You find that people don't get feedback for interviews. People don't get feedback um, when they deliver a service to someone. It's important to always ask for feedback because feedback is the only way that you under, you establish what didn't go well 
and what did and you learn how to refine your product, refine your process, refine your service to a point where it's optimized for your target demographic. So if you've walked into a session and you've delivered what you believe is the best pitch of your life and that you you know you walk out with no investment and you've done this multiple times and you're at a crossroad you're you're at that point where you think man I should just throw in the towel I should just give up on these damn dreams and ideas and these harebrained schemes of mine or whatever whatever it may be whatever may be going through your mind I would challenge you to reconsider definitely do a critical evaluation of your own performance a critical evaluation of your own product and um, what you went and pitched and offered and see where you you know get the feedback see where you possibly made mistakes if you feel that the gap in the market is still there, if you feel your product is still right, if you just feel that the investors just didn't get it, don't give up. And that's not to say keep going and pitching for more investment um, from the same people. It may just be that, that you and that person or that person just doesn't see what you see. Not because it's not there, it's just because some people just choose not to or they are so it's human nature humans have preconceived ideas humans work based on experience if their experience and their own ideas do not create the breathing oh i don't want to say breathing space if it doesn't create that opportunity for them to see what you see then they will never go for it and because people use their experience as a point of reference sometimes it is impossible to get people to change their minds and to see what you see it doesn't mean that what you see doesn't exist it's just they don't have that breadth of experience to see what you see so it can be it can be super frustrating but what do you do at, at this point so my advice is you keep going you keep pushing you keep believing because for me i base everything i do on um a simple a simple thing i base it on my faith my faith also drives how I operate so um, if I was to let me just give you the reference of you know where I go to and I'm going to obviously I go to the bible so bear with me as I find the exact scripture that I'm looking for and I go to um, Hebrews 11 and Hebrews 11 for those of you that don't know it is um, a chapter in the book of Hebrews. Uh, the book of Hebrews is basically the one of the accounts of the gospel being spread through, as it, the Hebrew people, um, and 
this was something that was recorded at that time and it was a, it was talking about faith and it basically opens up with great examples of faith and it says um, faith shows the reality of what we hope for it is the evidence of things we cannot see through faith people in the days of old earned a good reputation by faith we understand the entire that the entire universe was formed at god's command that we what we see now did not come from anything that can be seen it was by faith that abel brought a more acceptable offering to god than cain did abel's offering gave evidence that he was a more that he was a righteous man and god showed his and god showed his approval of his gifts although abel is long dead he still speaks to us by his example of faith um and it goes on to give you more and more examples of faith but um for me i focus on that first part that first verse um says it all faith shows the reality of what we hope for it is the evidence of things we cannot see um and to me what that means is that if you truly believe if you truly have faith you will see where you you will see where you want to get to it may be it may not be reality today it may not be it may not even look like um it may not even look anything like what you were expecting it to look like in the future um but as long as you have that vision of the future in your head as long as you hold on to that and believe that you can actually get there as long as you believe that you god has given you the skills and and that he will make the resources that you need available to you then your faith can drive you towards that goal yes there will be things that will continually come to test your faith yes there will be things that will continually um challenge you and discourage you making you feel as though you've missed the opportunity or you've failed to achieve what you what you set out to achieve but that is not evidence that you have missed your goal what you see today in the natural can be changed what you see today around you can be changed um people like to say that it's luck you know um you know that the person just had good luck they just have to have good for- fortune no they believed they believed and when you believe you seek out the opportunities you create look i i believe that you create your own luck you create your own luck because when you have faith you believe in everything that you set out to do you believe that it was inspired for you to do you believe that it will become reality therefore you will look for opportunities to share and to move that dream forward to move the needle on that dream to make what you believe a realistic possibility therefore you will seek out connections that will 
help you. So what I mean by that is when is that's how you create your own luck. Because your faith will drive you with forward with so much passion that every opportunity that comes your way or anything that you see that smells like um, that looks like or smells like an opportunity for you to move closer to your goal you will pursue it and you will look at how you can turn that into a positive opportunity for your business your dream or whatever it may be and that's why I believe your faith propels you forward the bible also says that faith is a mustard seed with faith as a mustard seed you can move you can tell this mountain to move to get up and to go over there and it will move and um that's you know that's god saying that it just takes a tiny bit of faith for you to transform what you see before you it takes a tiny bit of faith to take a a, a mountain a, a massive obstacle and tell it to get out of your way because you have a goal to get to and it's interfering, it's blocking the path. And you tell that to move and it will move if you have the faith and believe that it can that it will go. So rather than me continually sort of rambling on, um, I wanted to share a few examples of um, just stories uh, that I've... I remember and I'm referencing and can you believe this I'm referencing an article from um Hello magazine how shocking right it's not don't right now don't get it twisted I do not buy Hello magazine um I'm not saying that Hello is a bad magazine I just it's not the type of magazine that I read but for some strange reason it had this um article that was published on the 15th of April 2021 by a lady by the name of Eve Crosby and it just happens to be something that um, covers exactly what I was looking for Um, and what that was was the examples of business ideas that went to Dragon's Den and for those of you in the US or anywhere in the world that don't know what Dragon's Den is. In America, I believe you have a show called Fish Tank. No, not Fish Tank. Duh. Um, shark Tank. Shark Tank. That's it. It's You You have the Shark Tank. And the Shark... Well, shark is a... Uh, hey, Shark, Fish. Hey, same thing, man. Um, but you have Shark Tank. Shark Tank is where budding entrepreneurs or investors go and they take their ideas and their ideas are critically assessed and if they are good the millionaires and so on on the show will invest in their business and so on dragon den is very similar we have successful entrepreneurs businessmen that uh, millionaires whatever that sit there and they look at these business opportunities and they decide whether they want to invest or not and there have been countless opportunities that they have turned down that have gone on to be successful. Now, these individuals could have walked out of the dragon's den um, believing that believing what the dragons told them, that their idea was uh, rubbish or not going to work or there was no market for it 
um, and given up. They could have said, oh, well, I've just wasted so much money and I've just wasted this amount of time of my life and I'm just going to give up. I'm going to throw in the towel. They could have. But these people, and, and I believe some probably did. Um, now, that's not recorded anywhere, but it's human nature. Some would have given up, but but some were resilient. Some believed so much in what they were doing they believed they had the faith in their idea that they continue to push and this article talks about five of them and the and I remember most I remember most of these now the first one that it talks about was a business called pastor evangelist and um, these guys do they have a fresh pasta delivery business? Now, I may be wrong. I may be wrong. But in 2017, when I started MSD Markets with um, a friend of mine and another guy, one of the businesses, one of the market traders that we spoke to at the time I believe I'm, I'm I'm sure it was pastor evangelist I'm sure it was I'm sure there was this company that was doing really good fresh pasta um on off a market store um and just the timing just sounds very similar because uh, I believe these guys went to Dragon's Den in 2018 um and they were looking for £75,000 in exchange for 2.5% equity in their business. It was rejected. Um, they went on. After the show, their sales doubled. Um, and they got £3.5 in funding from investors. And... Since then, their brand has just continued to grow. And I, I, I remember because I keep seeing stuff for Pastor Evangelist all over the place. I see, their, I see it on the side of buses. I see it all over the place. And, you know, I remember, I'm sure it was them. But when I see it, it puts a smile on my face. Because for me, I love to see success stories. I love to see, especially if, um, if I feel... That, like, hey, I've come across that those guys. I remember when they were doing X and now look at them. For me, that's that's super inspirational because, you know, every entrepreneur is that's every entrepreneur's dream to grow to a point where your brand is immediately recognizable. Now, another one um, was a a guy that created a, a product called the Tangle Teaser. Now, for women of color, or women with Afro hair, detangling hair is something that is a pain in the butt. I have, obviously, I've got my wife and I've got my three daughters, and my wife has to do a lot of detangling. And trust me, she's always looking for something to make it easier. And I do remember her telling me about the Tangle Teaser. 
So again, this is a product that I was like, oh, I know that. I know that product. I know, I'm familiar with this. And um, I did not know its relationship to the Dragon's Den. Um, I believe this, the inventor, Sean Palfrey, went to Dragon's Den in 20, 2007. Um, he was hoping for 80%, 80,000, 80, sorry, 80,000 pounds investment for 15% stake in his company. His pitch went wrong. Um, he was struggling to detangle some hair and people, they branded it a hair-brained idea and basically all told him he was crazy. Jump forward. 10 years. Tangle Teaser is a household name and the company is now worth $65 million pounds endorsed by celebrities such as Cara Delevingne and Victoria Beckham hmm now he could have given up but he knew that he was onto something he knew he invented something that could solve a problem and he believed whether the the dragons or, or the people in there saw what he saw he was not willing to give up because he believed in what he'd created. He believed in what he knew that he could achieve or what he knew he had achieved with his invention. And it took him 10 years. I think part of the problem is that a lot of us, expect, we want to be an overnight success. And I think I talked about it in one episode where I said Joe Wicks was the, or Joe Wicks said it, said it himself that he was the 10-year overnight success people did not see what he went through for 10 years continually again he was he's an example of having that faith and belief in what you're doing and in yourself and in in your brand and in your business he did the same thing over and over and over and over again he was meticulous in um his approach he just didn't give up he didn't care that he was cycling whatever distance to the same place every day and having nobody turning up and setting up his equipment and putting it all back into his little um cart that he drags with his push bike cycling back and doing it again but his persistence paid off. His belief in himself paid off. I'm sure there were days he went home just so disheartened. But he probably got up, um, dusted himself off, printed flyers and went and just leafleted around and, and promoted his business like it was a, a success. Because that's what you have to do. You have to manoeuvre yourself in a way... In, in the way that you see your business. You don't go around pitching and, and, and selling yourself. As, oh, hey, I'm this guy just trying to get this off the ground. Uh, love for you to take uh, take a chance on me. No, you go in there with the confidence as, as though you've got a hundred clients, a thousand clients. Hey, this is what I do. These are the results that I achieve. If you want these results, then come and work with me because I guarantee you I will get you those results 
you have to have that belief in yourself. You have to have that confidence that what you are putting out there, the product that you or the service or whatever you've created is that good. You believe in it so much that you can go out there and speak with confidence and say, hey, take notice of me. It doesn't matter what anyone else may have told you. Take notice of what I'm doing because if you don't, you are going to regret it in X amount of years because I promise you, this is where it's at. So that's kind of what happened with that. Now, this is one that was, um, again, really, really, really um, remember this one. It was a suitcase for kids. It was kind of like a ride-along suitcase for kids, and it's called Trunky. Now, most people will remember this because um, you see them all over, or maybe they don't remember it, but you definitely see them all over the airports. Little kids pulling them along or sitting in them and, and, and sort of shuffling along with them on their feet, uh, shuffling their feet along to move them along um, the ground and, and whatever, and using it like a ride-along um toy or whatever but when he took when the the inventor uh rob law took this to dragon's den in 2006 he was sent packing they told him his his design wasn't right they couldn't see it working they didn't see it taking off um and he didn't get the investment that he was looking for Now, Trunky has gone on to make millions. Um, one over, it says won over 100 design awards and it's now believed to, to be worth an estimated £8 million. He was looking for £100,000. He didn't get it, but he didn't give up. Now he's, his business is worth £8 million. So, again... An entrepreneur that believed in his idea. And I believe, if I remember correctly, um, I think, I think uh, I might have to double check with my wife because sometimes I get these things wrong. But I'm sure he was inspired to create it because of his own children. Now, if you, if you, as a parent, you, you know, you observe your children and you observe other children and, and stuff like that that interact and play with your children and you see what you start to see what kids like so when he created this if it was if if my if my memory is if my recollection is correct how could i see something that i would have tried with my own kids and then tried probably possibly tried with other kids that i know and said hey do you guys like this? What does this, what do you think? And, and if, you know, if my target demographic are telling me that they love it, their parents are telling me that they love it. Why would I give up on, on, on an idea that I believe it, you know, I'm getting positive feedback on. And that's probably what it was for him. He knew that he was onto something and whether the dragons believed it or not, he was not going to give up on what he knew. So he carried on going. He pushed harder and he pushed until he made a success of what he 
what he had created. He believed in his product. He believed in his dream. And whether anyone else could see or visualize his end goal with him, he was able to and he was able to make it manifest because he had the faith, the the perseverance, the diligence, um, I guess the knowledge and he probably surrounded himself with the right resources and skills that he needs. Now, people always think, oh, when, you know, when we talk about, or when I talk about resources, I I mean money. Resources is not necessarily just money. Um, People, people and um, people with certain skills are resources. And sometimes you just have to find what works for someone um, and what you can trade off in exchange for what they give you. Uh, and that, the the next example is Hungry House. Hungry House was an online is an online um, delivery business. Um, I think it was it was one of the first ones back in the day. Uh, the guys went in there. Guys Shane Lake and Tony Charles. They pitched their idea. Um, they were definitely onto something. They they did secure investment, but it all fell through. Um, they managed to raise when it fell through. They kept going, but they managed to fa- to raise further investment, um, one hundred and fifty thousand, and they increased their over three years. They increased the number of restaurant partners from one fifty to two thousand five hundred, and in twenty sixteen. Just Eat bought their business, bought Hungry House from them for 200 million. So, hey, they kept going, they pushed, and just over, in a, you know, nine years, nine years from when they walked into Dragon's Den, um, looking for 100,000, they sold their business for 200 million. Uh, last one, Skinny Dip. Now, I I know Skinny Dip because my my children loved uh, the phone cases and some of the products that Skinny Dip produced. And I remember Skinny Dip was just always this little concession stall in the middle of the the shopping center and things like that. Um, they went to Dragon's Den into no, they launched in twenty eleven. Um, I can't remember. I don't know when they went to Dragon's Den. But they tried to to get one hundred and twenty thousand pounds for twenty percent of their business. Um, Peter Jones kind of said yes, and then it, the deal never went through. Um, now these guys have got eight bricks and mortar bricks and mortar stores, and they are everywhere: River Island, Harvey Nichols, ASOS, um, and basically. Their business is going from strength to strength. And again, what was behind it? It was that never-ending passion and belief and faith in their own business and in their own ability and in their own dream. They never gave up. They knew they were onto something and they were willing to continue to push to get to where they needed to get to. And that's all it is. And that's why I say, you know, never, never, never give up. Just keep your eyes on the prize. Know what you are striving for. Be willing to put in the work. Be willing 
to drive fearlessly for your dream, to chase it um, like there was no tomorrow. Work as hard as you can for your dream. But don't be put off by the naysayers. Because just because someone says no, because they can't see what you can see, it doesn't mean that your idea is bad. It doesn't mean that your idea is wrong. It doesn't mean that your vision is lacking. So keep going. Keep driving. And yes, success is the best revenge. I'm not saying you should always have revenge in your mind and, and all of that. But how sweet it is to turn around and say to all the naysayers, all those people that said to you, you will never make it. You will never become anything. That's a harebrained idea. It will never achieve. It will never turn out how you thought it would turn out. Oh, man, no one's going to buy that. No, one, no one's interested in that product. Who wants one of those? What the hell is that? All those people that said that to you, all those people that said that were naysayers, casting doubts on your dreams, wouldn't it be so sweet to turn around and show those people, ha, I made it. I didn't make it because I didn't make it for you. I made it. I didn't make it because of you. I made it in spite of you. I made it because that energy that you told me, that energy that you put towards me, that negativity, where you told me, where you didn't believe me, where you didn't back me, I turned that energy into positive energy. I used it as fuel for my dream. I used it to propel me. I used it and I took what I could get from it. I learned the lessons. I took your criticisms to heart. I critically assessed what I created. I critically assessed my service. I critically assessed everything that I did. And I went back and I looked at where there could be um, errors and mistakes. And I refined my process and I made it better. And yes, I didn't come back to you because you didn't believe in my dream. But now I want you to see that you should have backed me. I want you to see that I never gave up. I, wanted you, I want you to see that I believed because I knew I was onto something. Anyway... Thanks for listening. I hope this inspired you. I'll catch you with some more stuff next week. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Imperfectly Human podcast. Remember to subscribe and share this podcast. You can do this on your favorite streaming platforms.